Hello and welcome back to After Whistle Sports Podcast. I'm Dylan and I'm joined by Jack. Um, we've had a little bit of a hiatus since our last episode. I remember we did some NBA draft stuff, offseason stuff, but this is where we really like make our mark here. This is our bread and butter. College football uh, preseason outlook. We're about, what, three weeks away from Nebraska and Northwestern going to Ireland. And they're playing in Ireland? They're playing in Ireland, I know. And I was thinking, like, out of all the games we could have put in Ireland, like, this is like a war. <laughs> like, we're giving you a Nebraska Northwestern. It, it I just think doesn't... the Irish are going to never want to watch football again, probably. Yeah, I mean, it, listen, like, these teams are going, it's week zero. So, like, there's no other games on. Like, if you want to watch college football, you're watching Nebraska against Northwestern in Ireland. That, that's, like, that's, that's all you have. And it just seems like like that should be like taxed, you know, it's like a tariff. Like that should be taxed. Like that's not a good export, honestly. No, no. Or like is it at a like a soccer stadium? Like I believe so. I this isn't the first time they've done this. I think they were supposed to play in twenty twenty during the COVID year. But really? of course there were COVID, so it can I play. mean the thing is like NFL abroad makes more sense, but doing college games abroad, like what are, like, is there, are there Nebraska Cornhusker alums in, in Dublin? Like, I don't know, I guess. Listen, a while ago, I, I think they've done Week Zero games five years is when they started it. Like, Week Zero, of course, is, like, they play three or four games. Usually it's, like, Colorado State, Hawaii or something. Mm-hmm. But they've recently started to do, like, these big-time or big-time games. As <laughs> I'm doing air quotes, but <laughs> big time. Uh, I think they did, like, Stanford against Rice. And they did it in Australia, I think, for the first time they did it, which is just like, why? But I guess, like, it's, it's a great look for all the overseas college football fans. And um, they're probably not getting a good game. Expanding but... the brand. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's I mean, get into this. So, let's today, get yeah, we are going through each conference, uh, doing the over under win totals, going through each team's schedule, kind of serving as a conference preview, team-by-team preview. Uh, we decided to start with the Big 12. Um, yeah, this, this conference is always one of my favorites because um, it's even more special now that Texas and Oklahoma will be leaving this conference for the SEC yeah. in two years. So this is literally the um, like chaos conference, in my opinion. Like, There's a lot of teams that are very interesting, a lot of teams that are around the same win totals, which makes – um for a pretty fun episode today but just some oversight on what we're doing preseason football wise is we're going to try to go through all the power five conferences starting today with the big 12 we're going to go through every single team give a little overview give our opinions um and that's going to come in the form of an over under prediction in terms of betting lines uh and then hopefully that will do a good enough job to basically carry us through the season almost like an intro to college football and then we can do our normal weekly reviews weekly predictions um in week zero and beyond so let's get right into it with the worst team projected in the big 12 and this team is the team that is almost like the stomping stone for for all the other big 12 teams except they've beaten texas two years in the last like four how about last year, 57-56, Kansas' upset win, overtime win over Texas. That had, it just brings a smile to your face, you know? Like, Texas was not back. Uh, it's amazing. Not, it's amazing. It, like, yeah. It just, it, it's hard to be, not be romantic about college. Yeah. Do you think that this team can build upon 
that win last year and get over two and a half wins. Well, I mean, that's a lofty goal for any uh, any squad who uh, starts the year off by playing powerhouses such as Tennessee Tech uh, and out-of-conference games like home versus Duke. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's really hard to find three wins on the schedule considering, you know, I think they're going to beat Tennessee Tech at home. I think they're probably going to beat Duke at home. You know, and then they have another road out of conference game at Houston. Uh, you know, besides that, it's just kind of, you know, it's hard to call the Big 12 a gauntlet this year, but if you're the Kansas Jayhawks, I mean, maybe they squeak out a win against, you know, home versus TCU, home versus Iowa State, at Texas Tech, maybe. I'll probably take over two and a half, uh, but, you know, it's, it's going to be a close one. Yeah, I agree. Like I honestly, I would stay away from betting this team at all. Um, they're just—it's hard to find the three wins. Like Tennessee Tech win. I'll say West Virginia at West Virginia is probably maybe fifteen percent chance they could win that game. I mean, West Virginia is pretty bad. West Virginia is like you also don't know. Like some of these teams, like we see it every year, where like one or two of these teams projected eight or nine wins just absolutely falls apart. Yeah. Usually it's Texas, but it this year it could be Oklahoma. It could be Baylor. Two years ago, they only won two games, you know? What David Ronda did with the program last year, we'll definitely talk about it, you know, once we get to them. But you really never know, like, one of these teams could definitely, like, yeah. lower down to Kansas. And, and we saw Lance Leipold, who was a first-year coach for Kansas last year. I mean, he played, like, his team played pretty well against top-tier teams. I mean, they should have been Oklahoma last year, too. They need the Caleb Williams, whatever that fake, that yeah. the handoff from the running back to the quarterback, which gave him a big first down. But they were in that game the entire way. I, of course, they beat Texas. Um, they weren't the Kansas that we're used to seeing, and so like, that's why I might be leaning towards the over. They're returning their quarterback, uh, junior Jalen Daniels. Um, they have a, like a, a really old roster, um, a lot of seniors on the defense, a lot of juniors, a lot, a lot of upperclassmen. Again, there is negative talent on this team. This is maybe the least talented team in Power 5 football. But I think Lance Leipold is actually a really good coach. And I think he did a solid job last year. I'm curious to see what they do this year. I wouldn't bet the over two and a half, but if I had to choose like over or under, I would probably choose the over. And I, I might lean towards thinking they beat one of these mediocre Big 12 teams at home, like a, like a TCU or I almost said Texas just to get on Texas's fans. <laughs> but um, they can beat Texas. They can beat Duke. And so all you need is is two, basically, because you're going to beat Tennessee Tech. So you need two more wins. I would yeah, say – I mean, it could. you never know. College football is a crazy thing, but I'm with you. And, you know, they always have basketball. Let's move on. Um, you want to talk about Iowa State? Yeah, that would be great. Iowa State um, – Current over-unders at six and a half. Really interesting schedule here. Um, They play at Texas. Um, They play at Oklahoma State, but they also get Oklahoma at home. So, I mean, it's not terrible in terms of, like, the home and away splits against the big boy teams. But non-conference, they play Southeastern Missouri. Should be a win. They play at Iowa. I'm leaning towards that being a loss. They get Ohio, and then they go right into Baylor at home. So 
very good chance that they are two and one going to that Baylor week. And so I think they have a good chance of, or like their most likely chance is being two and two and then they get Kansas, Kansas state and Texas. So six and a half, I think I want to say the over, um, this team, I believe they won, they won eight games last year. And of course the year before they had a really good season, but it's a tough non-conference with Iowa. I'm curious to see what you think about um, their how they match up to like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas because those yeah. are the matchups that I think are up for up for grabs. Yeah, I'm gonna disagree with you. I like the under here. I mean, last year was the most talented roster Iowa State has ever had. You know, obviously lost Brees Hall, lost a couple key pieces. You know, Matt Campbell. Um, you know. He's a good coach, uh, you know, definitely disappointing for him and the fan base last year. You know, I just – I don't know if I can find seven wins on this roster. I mean, I mean, on this on the schedule. I agree they'll beat Southeastern Missouri. Uh, I agree they'll beat Ohio. I agree they'll beat Kansas. I think they'll – I mean, after that, like, there really aren't any, you know, locks for them to win. Like, Texas Tech at home probably – you know, West Virginia at home, no way. you on the road, maybe. I mean, probably. But, I mean, West Virginia, I don't know. We'll talk about them there, uh, you know. But, uh, well, you know, adding JT Daniels from Georgia, you know, this is a different team, I think, uh, than it was, for sure. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think also, yeah. is that game, oh, it's at home versus West Virginia. I was going to say, playing at West Virginia, I think it's definitely tougher because of how little things there are to do in West Virginia, uh, absent go to football games. Um, but I'm taking the under here. I think I think they win five or six games. Uh, and I think I think Matt Campbell's dreams of coaching uh, an actual program, uh, you know, are not are not. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, I just want to real quick spend a little bit more time on like the maybe like a roster overview because they do return some guys. Of course, they lose Brock Purdy, who's been, it seems like the starting quarterback for like six years. He's been in school forever, but they don't have him anymore. They're going to the projected starter, going to be sophomore, redshirt sophomore, Hunter Deckers, who, again, like there's always going to be this mystery around the new quarterback after you've stuck with the same guy and had success with the same guy for a while. But they have some weapons on offense. Xavier Hutchinson is one of the better wide receivers, I think, in the Big 12. Um, possibly an NFL player. Uh, Will McDonald is a great pass rusher, defensive end. It's like this team has talent. Like I think this team is more talented than the six and a half, but I'm worried about their schedule. Like they do have a fairly difficult schedule. I'm worried about um, the quarterback situation and then how you, how you basically like get the weapons to play after you lost Brees Hall, who was, of course, like you had to get also two more pieces on defense, Mike Rose, the linebacker and Greg Eisworth, the defensive back also both went to the NFL. I don't know. I think no new quarterback, new running back, key pieces on defense missing, you know, it could, they could put it together. uh, But some of these other teams seem more complete. Yeah, I just like I can find six wins very easily on the schedule. It's that seventh win is going to have to be either at Iowa against Baylor at home, against Oklahoma at home, or at Oklahoma State is where I'm leaning. So out of those four games where they can win one, or if you think that they can win one, I I think they can hit the over. 
And I, I personally think they're going to beat one of those teams on the road. Um, how about Texas Tech? Interesting, yeah. Again, like a pretty interesting squad. Um, new coach, Coach McGuire, who on the recruiting trail has done a really nice job in his first cycle. I believe they have a top 25 recruiting class, which is really good for a Texas Tech squad who um, has been pretty mellow for the past few years. Looking at their non-conference, it's very difficult. Murray State at home should be a win, but then they go Houston at home, NC State on the road, and then they have Texas at home in week four. So you can very easily see this team going one and three through the first four weeks, and the over-under is at five. So then you need to basically find four more wins out of Kansas State, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Baylor, TCU, Kansas, Iowa State, Oklahoma. Personally, I don't see over five. Again, this is one of those situations where I think their team is better than five wins. I just don't think their non-conference schedule will allow it. Going, playing Houston at home and then going at NC State, who's projected to be a top 15 team. Um, it's just a pretty, pretty tough gauntlet for them. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I mean, looking at these first six games, I, I would be shocked even if they won more than one of them. I mean, Murray State, probably, but Houston, NC State, Texas, at K-State, at Oklahoma State, that feels like five straight losses. Um, I, I think West Virginia at home, maybe. Baylor at home, probably not. TCU on the road, maybe, probably not. Kansas at home, probably. I mean, you know, we're in like the three at Iowa State, probably not. Oklahoma at home, probably not. This is a three or four win team, I think. I mean, uh, I will say transfer Tyler Shaw from Oregon. Um, Zimmer Redshirt Senior is is going to be pretty good. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's, he's definitely going to elevate what this offense could be from last year. There. New head coach, uh, I think this is going to be, you know, maybe they pull off one random upset as, you know, maybe they beat Texas at home, maybe they beat Oklahoma at home, maybe they beat Baylor at home, maybe they steal one from Oklahoma State or K-State on the road. You know, one of those could definitely happen. Um, but even so, we're still at the four or five when, you know, when taking over five rather than, you know, if it was four and a half, I would definitely be a little bit more you know, willing to pull the trigger. Uh, but I kind of like the under here. Mm. Again, Joey McGuire, though, he's building a program, and I, I really think he's a good head coach. So, again, their schedule's just so hard that it, you can't find six games, basically, and that's the problem with this team. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Home, save them this time. Yeah. Let's move All on right. to TCU. Again, we're, we're kind of sitting in this tier of like the five, six and a half, six win total. TCU is at six and a half. So oh, interesting. That, interesting non-conference games. Yeah. I mean, they, they go at Colorado first game, which we'll talk about when we talk about our Pac-12 rankings. But I think this is a complete winnable game for TCU. I really don't think Colorado is going to be that good. Um, Tarleton uh, is bad. Terrible. They should win that. So that's 2-0 and oh in my opinion. At SMU, not a gimme. But I think TCU's got a better team. SMU, of course, lost their head coach. So that 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 should be another win for TCU. They have Oklahoma at home. They have Oklahoma State at home. They have Kansas State at home. 
They are on the road against Texas and Baylor, and then they have Iowa State at home. I think this is a. I think this is a six-win team. I would probably take the under. Um, they have a really favorable schedule, though. I just don't like their roster as much as some of these other teams in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on the under. I mean, I don't think at Colorado or SMU are gimme at all. They'll be they'll be out they'll Jack, they'll be they'll be Colorado. Colorado's not good. We'll see. I mean probably, but at SMU, SMU was pretty good last year. Didn't they win ten games? They lost their head coach. He went to um where'd he go? Was he at TCU? Hold up. Yeah, S- yeah. No no no. Sonny Dykes, the coach of SMU, went to TCU. Sonny Dykes is the coach of TCU this year. Is he really? Yes. So so basically it's a it's a homecoming basically for Coach Dykes and he's going like Oh my, that's actually kind of crazy. That is oh. nuts. Wow. Again, though, like, um, they should win that game. I don't know. Find me seven wins on the schedule. I will sit here. Right now, I'll find you seven wins. Okay. I, Can I, mean, I try? All right. Sure. Colorado, Tarleton, SMU. Three wins. Uh then we have Iowa State at home. I think they win. Four wins. At Kansas, win. Five wins. Texas Tech at home, win. Six wins. That seventh win is elusive at West Virginia. Bro, that's, that's a seven win. That's the seven wins. No, it's not. But that is I still stealing, have elusive. Jack, I still have elusive Oklahoma. Like three games. Jack, they have Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Texas Tech and Iowa State all at home. But how favorable is that? They have to win a few of those games. They have to win at least one of those games. I don't even think they have to beat SNU in Colorado. Yeah, I think that's a bad take. I think this team's floor is like two wins over Carrollton and Kansas. I mean, do I think they're going to win more? Jack, Probably. Jack. They won, I think they're like a four-win team. Jack, they won five, five games. They won five games last year. Okay, they fired that coach. They hired Sonny Dykes, who I think is a much better coach. Okay, they return Quinton Johnson, who might be a first-round wide receiver next year. They return quarterback Max Duggan, who's one of the better like dual-threat quarterbacks in the Big 12. They return basically their entire offensive line, all seniors, all upperclassmen. Return their tight end. Half their defense is seniors, redshirt seniors. They return all of these guys. I think that they're going to win two more games than they did last year. To me, it's a seven-win team. We'll see. Maybe you, you know, maybe you can, maybe they're a five-six win team. Maybe a three-four win team in overreaction. But I'm not taking the over. Okay, Jack. Jack. Who do they? Okay, who do you have your losses to? Texas Tech. You think they're going to lose to Texas Tech at home? No, probably not. You think they're going to lose to Iowa State at home? Maybe. I don't know. You think they're going to lose to Kansas on the road? No. Okay, so three games right there on top of I think they, I think they lose to SMU on the road. Fine, but even in that case, you don't think they beat one of? Well, then you have to win. I think you still have to win at K-State at home. And I, I, at think they lose to, I, I think they lose to K-State. And they beat West West Virginia. I, I think you're going to notice is is going to be the team that we say all these teams are going to beat because I think they're going to be awful next year. Maybe remember someone's got to lose these games. So like at, this is a good 
like exercise because as you go through the same teams, I'm gonna have losing. I know. I'm definitely saying the same teams lose to each other because they're all terrible. But like, I don't know. We'll see. Someone's gotta win. There. Just to be. I don't know. I just think I kind of think like the tiers will separate in the Big Twelve, and that like I just think like Oklahoma. Obviously, like some like you've seen it, Kansas beat Texas, but like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, Baylor. K State are just playing a different game in the next Yeah, but out of that next tier, TCU with a returning quarterback who not only is returning but was really good last year on both the ground and with his arm. You return Quinn Johnston, who's maybe like he's probably the second best wide receiver in the conference. Other than I mean, how about how about this? Iowa State, K State, and TCU win totals were all set at six and a half. Yeah, and I think that TCU has I think Kansas State and TCU are going to hit the over, and I think Iowa State's going to be the under. I think K-State's going to be the under, and I think both are over, and both the other teams are going to hit the under. I don't know. We'll see. We, we haven't even talked about K-State. We'll talk about it. So, just, just, to, just to close, I have TCU over 6.5. You have them under. Yeah. Okay. We should write this down so we can see what we're, where we're at later in the season. Uh, later after. But let's move on. Um, now we're getting to some of the better teams. I think we want to look at K-State. So I we talk about West Virginia first. Let's oh yeah, let's talk about West Virginia. Well, I don't really want to. We've, I feel like I've picked on them enough at this point. Yeah, but their out of tournament schedule is kind of interesting. We can do we can do it quick. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So they go at Pitt. They have the backyard. They're set, brawl. they're set at five and a half, by the way. Yeah, backyard brawl at Pitt. Like this should be amazing. First of all, kudos to both these teams for deciding to play this rivalry game. Should just be a ton of fun, but. Yeah, Pitt. and they played. Sorry, they played Virginia Tech, another rivalry game on the road out of conference. Yeah, and they'll lose both those. Let's just be clear. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's just like say what it is. They'll lose both those games. They'll they'll beat Kansas. They'll beat Towson. Um, they have Oklahoma and Kansas State Ooh, at home, and Baylor at home. But they go, they go Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. You can lose three of those games very easily if you're um, West Virginia. Five and a half, I'm pretty confident in the under. Kansas and Towson are locks to win. Those are two wins. You need basically, what, four more wins? I don't see them anywhere on the schedule. I think they win three games this year. That is my hot take, but I really think they win three games. I could see... Wins at Texas Tech and at home versus TCU. Fine. I still, even, if, I mean, even if they win one of those, that's what four. Like, like. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably taking me. I don't know. Dude, I Chris guess look I, through I, this I, roster. I just want to look through this roster because, like, this roster is really terrible. They're starting JT Daniels at quarterback. Who this is why his third school after the USC highly recruited transfer, then goes to Georgia, never plays at all. Uh, we played a little bit, actually, and Georgia fans wanted him to start, and then we all know what happened there. And then he's at West Virginia, his third spot in his college career. I think he has talent. Like, I still think he's a good quarterback. But the rest of his offense is is pretty brutal. Um, they don't have a real playmaker on the outside. Defense is not terrible. They weren't even that bad last year. Uh it's just this team won six games last year. They went four and five in conference. I think they're going to be on a decline. 
this team's not good. Yeah, I mean, I agree finding six wins when the schedule is hard. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It could, it could happen. I could see them beating Iowa State on the road. Um, but, and, you know, maybe they pick off one of these games, you know, Pitt, VT, Texas, Baylor, Oklahoma, K-State, Oklahoma State. If they win one or two of those, not, five and a half not that high. Especially given there's, like, Two or three that seem like kind of like gimmies, but yeah, but it's, it's always tough when you when you know that they're going to start off with two losses to Pitt and Virginia Tech, and then you have to go to Texas Baylor. I mean, you think Virginia Tech? I mean, obviously it's hard to play them on the road. One of the hardest, for sure, but you think that's definitely a loss. I think Virginia Tech is better than them. Yeah, but. Let's move on to maybe some of the some of the higher win totals because it feels like we've taken the under on everyone. Yeah. Let's go to who haven't we done yet? Baylor. We've been done K State. That's oh, K State. Let's do K State. Let's do K State. So what is it? I don't even know what this team is. As is this South Dakota? South Dakota. Dakota is... Agricultural school or something? Oh, what is this? I'm looking it up. I don't know. Uh... It's just South Dakota. Oh, but South Dakota Dakota. So it's not even South Dakota State. It's just straight up South Dakota. Like University of South Dakota? It, it must be. Um, hmm. So that's a win. They play Mizzou, which we can talk about it when we go through SEC stuff, but I'm actually a little bit more bullish on Mizzou um, than most. K-State... At Mizzou, I would have to lean for that being a loss, but it's probably a solid game. Tulane should be a win. I think they, they upset one of these teams, um, one of Texas, Baylor, Oklahoma State. I think they beat one of those teams. Six and a half, I like the over. I like a dark horse, Big 12 championship bet here. I, I think the roster is a lot better than people expect. And remember, this was a team that was good last year. Um, let, me, let me pull up what they did last year. But um, they were 7-5, and five, which, I mean, that, a pretty solid team. They went 4-5 and five in conference, which, of course, you hope is going to be better. But the returning Deuce Vaughn, who's arguably the best back in the Big 12 other than B. John Robinson. Very How about good. this? Deuce Vaughn, I just want to interject, 1,900 yards from scrimmage and 22 touchdowns. No, he's crazy. He he's a he's just an outstanding player. They, um, Adrian Martinez transfer from from Nebraska, who's a great dual threat guy. I think he fits the offense really really well. Um, Kid Warner they bring back Malik Knowles they bring back offensive line they bring everyone back. Defense has guys Kobe Savage, Josh Hayes, both their safeties um, are on NFL radars. Felix Anuke uh, Uzoma, you know this guy? He had the second most sacks in all of college football. Yeah, no, he's good. Their defensive line is pretty solid. I, I love, I really like this over six and a half. I'm probably going to bet on this myself. I mean, South Dakota, I think they win, I think they start off the season 3 0, even though, like, I agree Missouri and Tulane are like, I mean, I don't know how to do about Tulane. They'll be Tulane. They'll be Tulane. I agree. And Oklahoma's probably lost. I think versus Texas Tech at home is probably a win. That's 4 and 1. At Iowa State, at TPU. I think they could be six and one going into this stretch of these tough three games, and then they only oh. need. I mean, and they're going to be Kansas. 
So that's that, and yeah. they're going to probably beat West Virginia. I think that's an eight-win team. Do you want to hear a, a fun, fun little stat here? Guess how many players Kansas State has in the All Big Twelve preseason team? Uh, does it? It does every position. Is it just first? Team every or? position. Yep. Is it first team or is it all the team? First team. First team. I'm gonna go three. They have five players. Wow. On the preseason All Big Twelve first team, they have That's Deuce Vaughn at running back. They have Trevor Downing at O-line. They have Cooper Bebby at O-tackle. I mean, again, their offensive line is going to be very good. They get um, Felix Uzuma, the, the sack leader, defensive line. They return Daniel Green, linebacker. They return Julius Brents, defensive back. And Malik Knowles is the kick returner and punt returner. So, actually, that's six. Six all Big 12 first-team preseason selections. They have talent. I think they're well coached. I think they have an all-around good roster. They have a favorable schedule. I like the over six and a half a lot. I think they win eight or even nine games. I think they're a dark horse bet for a Big Twelve champion. If you wanna uh, have have a have a more a riskier bet there, but again, like this is a team that's going to beat Oklahoma or a Texas or a Baylor. Just my opinion. Yeah. So let's move on to now we can go Baylor. Baylor, I believe, is at eight. That is the over under. Um, really interesting squad. This is Baylor team. Dave Aranda has done an amazing job. Um, last year they won what ten games last year. They almost yeah. made the college football playoff. Uh, there's a good team. They lose some guys to the NFL draft, but they return a lot of their old linemen, including Connor Galvin and Jacob Gall, who are two All-American first-team players. Um, they return the tight end Ben Sims, who's on NFL radars. Should be really good. I believe they announced their quarterback. Um, there was a little bit of a uh, quarterback challenge there, but I got to pull up the depth chart real quick to see if they've announced that yet, but they had they a few have some interesting. Their their O line is definitely very very good. The O line and D line I think is somewhere that they they're still strong for sure. Um, I worry about their skill position, uh, for sure. I, I think their their running back, wide receiver, quarterback is is a little bit suspect to me, especially after losing a couple of key defensive pieces. Some return, uh, but this team won two games two years ago. It's something you really got to remember. Um. Let's go through the schedule. Versus Alabama, Albany, or no, U Albany. That's obviously one. Um, at BYU, what do you think there? Yeah, BYU is gonna be interesting. I think they can lose this game. Uh, I think they win it. Um, and, and just to know, Blake Shapin has been announced the starter. So QB competition over. He's gonna be the guy to go. Redshirt sophomore. It, I mean, he has. He didn't really play very much last year, but we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, Texas Tech or Texas State, they should win. At West Virginia, they should win. Versus Kansas, they should win. At uh, Kansas State at home, they should win. TCU at home, they should win. I think they personally, I think they beat Oklahoma State at home. I think they're a better team. And then you're looking at BYU, 
Oklahoma and Texas. And I think one of those games they need to win in order to hit the over. So I think they're going to lose to Oklahoma State at home. Um, I disagree. I also think they're going to lose to BYU. In the game. Disagree. Uh, I think they could. I think they lose Texas and Oklahoma on the road too. And I think there's a good chance they drop a home game against either K-State or TCU or maybe Iowa State on the road. I don't feel confident in over eight wins here. I think it's a seven-win team. Maybe they're an eight-win team. I definitely don't think it's a nine. I think this could be a push. Right. I, yeah, I, think, I, could I, think I would four. say most confidently this would be an eight-win team. But I, I could, I'd yeah. rather think – I think they're more likely to be seven than well, I think they'll have a worse season than last year. Now, the question is, do they beat – the question is, do you think Texas has taken a big enough step forward to, like, to beat them? We'll get there. I do. Like, that's, that's, the, that's really what it comes down to. And I, I think based on what we've picked already, we believe Texas is going to be pretty solid. But, I mean, again, like, oh, there's a lot of ambiguity with this conference just because Oklahoma has a new coach. Texas has a new quarterback. Texas won three games last year. Uh, and then you have, like, some of these other teams who have deficiencies but also have, like, a bunch of – like, a lot of strengths. Like, in the trenches, Baylor is going to be really good. Their run game, I think, is going to be pretty good. It's just the question is how good is, is Blake Shapen at QB going to be? And do they have the skill position players to score points with the Oklahomas and the Texases? The skill you were like, especially in the Big Twelve, which I think is like a a conference dominated by these. Ah, oh, you said the meme. You said the meme. It's not true anymore. They they, <laughs> they they their defense is really good. It's not true anymore. Okay, I, I'm with you. Like I don't think the defense is bad, but I, I think the emphasis is still on. You know, I, dude, I, I think I think it's a it's a change, dude. I think name the a conference is that is more lopsided in favor of offense. Jack, Jack, just listen to me right now. Name Lincoln any conference. Out. Jack, Lincoln Riley's out. Brett Venables, the new coach of Oklahoma, defensive minded. Texas, I'm not gonna talk about because their defense and offense sucked last year. Let's just say it how it was. Oklahoma State, defensive driven team. They lost their defensive coordinator Jim Knowles to Ohio State, but they're still gonna have guys on the defense. Baylor, guess what? Defensive-driven team. Kansas State, they're interesting because they run all these RPO read option stuff. But, again, they have solid defensive guys. Like, this conference, I'm done with the myth of this being, like, the hook and ladder, like, like, hoop, like <laughs> shootout games, the 54-52 games. No, this is this is a conference with good defense. Oh, yeah, it's not like Kansas dropped 56 points to beat Texas by one. And, okay, it's fine. You I'm know not what? talking We're about Texas. About Texas, Texas. We're talking about me. Me buying into the memes. I want to talk about Texas because Texas. Let's talk about Texas. Is back, baby. Texas is back. No, I'm obviously kind of trolling, but oh my god, they played Bama on the week two. Oh, and and, wait, real quick before we talk about Texas, can I please go through some news with the Texas football team that I just received yesterday after the one of their from one of their practices. Listen, from one of their practices. I've heard that they had a few injuries, including Isaiah Nair, who is supposed to be the second wide receiver, is out for the season with a knee injury. Um, you have Agai Hall, the transfer wide receiver from Alabama, had some legal problems. Uh-oh. <laughs> Our first legal issue guy. Um, legal issue. Legal issue. <laughs> we're not sure what's going on. Can we, like, ring a bell? Like, get some kind of, like... We should, honestly. 
Uh, there's also, I heard, I think, another offensive lineman who might be out for the season with an injury. So they've already been hit with the injury bug. Isaiah Nayer, who we would probably talk about as being one of the impact players, um, had a great season last year. It's a big loss for them because Xavier Worthy is going to be the wide receiver one. But there's a bunch of guys who are going to be really solid at, in the supporting cast role. And so without Nayer, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to basically cover that spot, but they still have talent on this roster. Just before we go into the schedule, can we please talk about this roster? Because this is good. Xavier Worthy, incredible. Had a great freshman season last year. I'm pretty sure he was uh, the Big 12 freshman of the year. Quinn Ewers, transfer from from Ohio State, the number one quarterback recruit in the history of quarterback recruits. Yeah, that's Uh, crazy. Their offensive line's terrible. And, and I've said this to a bunch of other people, like I'm not going to name names, but he's probably listening to the pod. He's been a huge Texas supporter, but I've been trying to hinder expectations just a little bit because in the trenches, there's still the team that won three games last year and lost to Kansas State and Kansas. So they had a really back, good, baby. They had a really good Heisman season. They went five and seven. They did not win three games. First. Jack, Jack, dude, want to know the wins? Let's go through the wins. No, I don't want to go to the Let's do it. Let's but do I do it. think this is a 10-win team. They won three games it. in the Big 12 last year. Three. That's it. <laughs> well, this team's bad. I think this team loses to Bama. I think this team loses to Oklahoma State on the road. I think this team beats Oklahoma at home and beats Baylor at home. Is that crazy? This 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 is the easiest under nine play you'll ever make. <laughs> The the, this is the easiest yours. play. This is a free money, okay? This is free money. I want to go through my whole case against this team. It's like, again, I want Texas to be good, but they are not at the level to win, like, 10 games. They're not. This team is not good enough to win 10 games. They're not. Their Dark, offensive line Dark. is bad. They recruited really well last season. They have really good freshman offensive linemen, but those guys will not play this year. And if they do, then this team's going undefeated because that means that they're good enough to play in the Big 12. And with their talent level, that fine. I don't believe that's going to happen. With the injuries to, to Nair, I think that their offense is, is, is not going to be as good from the bat as people think. Again, Quinn Ewers, great quarterback. But... We saw Texas struggle to start the season with new quarterbacks before. And then they have the Alabama game. And that's a game that will crush your soul. That's a game where Alabama wins by 38. Okay? Is there, is there any, like, there's no chance. Alabama will go up 21 nothing in the first half. Yeah. They will, exactly. they, they will then end up winning, like, what, 42? What do we think the spread's going to be, like, 17? Dude, Alabama's going to beat these guys so badly that people are going to be wanting to cash in their, their, their overbats. Like, this this is not something where Texas is going to gain momentum coming out of the Alabama game. Not happening. But 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 UTSA, Texas Tech, and then West Virginia, that's, they can definitely – will be 4-1 going into uh, Oklahoma on the road. Okay, they're going to lose to Oklahoma on the road. Okay. They're gonna I don't lose know if I'm Oklahoma. with you there. I don't know. We'll get to Oklahoma in a second. Red Roof Rivalry, you're gonna lose. Again, where where are you seeing this team so much better than last year? 
I don't think last year was really representative of how this team was. It was Sark's why? Why was it? Why? Do, why are we just like saying their coach's first year? They have a new quarterback. They, Jack, they were terrible last year. They lost to Kansas. I, I they were awful. They were. <laughs> they had Bijan Robinson, and they sucked. But he's back. They're terrible. I'm sorry. I, I'm so All sorry. All these guys have a Listen, year of experience. Eight and four is good. They have the eight best for Texas in the for history this, of The way football. Texas football has been, eight and four is great. And, and, and Texas fans are going to be pissed. Texas fans are going to be pissed when they go eight and four. But that's a step in the right direction. Because remember, they were awful last year. They weren't even a bad team. They were terrible. I, I think – do you really think it was just that they were that bad and it wasn't like that Baylor and Oklahoma State were were, 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 and were better? Jack, they lost to Kansas. I know they lost to Kansas. At home. Okay? What are you doing? What What are you no, doing? They me, they Sorry, what are you doing? You lose to Kansas and Kansas State. What are you doing? Four or five stars, I don't care. How are you losing these teams? They have You can start Peyton year. Manning back there last year. You can start Peyton Manning back there. You can start Arch Manning. I don't care, dude. Last year they were terrible. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm not don't win in the trenches. Like, You're a soft football bet. team. I'm not gonna bet on over nine, but I'm uh, I I'm not I'm not shocked if this team goes seven two. When when you're looking at some of these teams, some of the things you want to look at. It's like the roster, and you also want to look at their culture, okay? And I know it's too early to tell, but Texas has been bad, or pretty bad, for what, three or four years now? I guess they won the Sugar Bowl that one year against Georgia, and everyone thought Texas was back. Then they proceeded to, what, only win eight games or nine games? Like, it's tough, and especially when you have Alabama (laughs) in your non-conference, I don't know. I'm not seeing nine games. I see eight and four, which is, listen, that's a great season for Texas where they were last year. But if you think they got enough talent from, from one recruiting class, from their, from their transfer wide receiver who, is, who has legal issues from Alabama right now, if you think they got enough to win four more games than last year, like, I don't think that's the case. All right, let's talk about who's left. We got we got Oklahoma, we got Oklahoma State. Is that it? I think that's it, yeah. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Okay. What do you want to do first? Let's do let's do Oklahoma. Okay. I like Oklahoma. I think they're gonna hit the over nine and a half. Let's I mean let's talk okay, so Oklahoma, obviously Lincoln Riley went to USC, Caleb Williams went with him. Um, you know, Spencer Rattler left to go to South Carolina. Um, Oklahoma, you know, it's a different, it's a fundamentally different team. They've had some problems. You know, this whole thing with Gundy and their, you know, the, yeah. the D coordinator and all this stuff. Yeah, they're, they're, they're interesting. They're um, definitely interesting. Uh, you know, but they, they've won 10 games, you know, what, the last like six, seven straight years? They won, they won 11 games last year wow, in a great. down year. In, in a down yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, this is a QB factor we were talking about. And listen, this team has, like, talent. Like, they have a lot of talent. And I think that Brett Venables is a really good coach. Mm-hmm. But if you look through this roster, like, wide receivers, Theo Wees, 
Drake Stoops, Marvin Mims is very good. Offensive line is going to be solid. Okay, the Gabriel Dillon transfer from UCF. Southpaw quarterback is going to man the ship. I think he's extremely underrated. I think he hasn't been talked about enough in terms of transfer quarterbacks. He remember he committed to UCLA for like a day. That was hilarious. Yeah. We all we thought well, that it was awesome. But, you know, they have, they, they return Eric Gray at running back, who's a very good Big Twelve running back. Their defense has talent. Like that's the thing. I, I think when they're coached to the level of Brett Venerable's liking, I think they're gonna be really, really good. To me, this this is a, a ten win team. I mean, to me, this is a Big Twelve championship team. Uh, possibly, man, maybe a college football playoff team. I don't know. Is that a hot take? Oklahoma college football playoff. Is that a hot take? Guess how many preseason all Big Twelve first team members? Um, I bet they have. Uh, I don't really know because like they're, te- they're they don't have that many guys for like the top of their position. They just have a lot of really good players. Listen, I bet their punter is the only guy on there, Eddie Turk. Uh, it actually I didn't even look at special teams. Um, wow, dude, you are a machine. The was it was the punter? The only guy. <laughs> Let's go. They have zero. I was gonna say they have zero, but you're right. The Michael Turk. Right. Oh, Michael Turk. Listen, well, he's a good punter. How do you? You know what? Okay. I don't think Oklahoma wins 10 games this year. I, I, I mean, it's, I mean, it's Brett Venable's first year. They lost their quarterback. They lost their coach. They lost. I, I mean, they're, they have a lot of defensive. I mean, I think the amount of recruits that slip too after this, I don't think, I mean, the, the struggles they've had with this whole D coordinator situation, I don't think it's a big 12 championship. Dude, their right? O coordinator, they picked up Jeff Lebby from Ole Miss. As their offensive coordinator. I agree that's a good hire. But I, I don't think they win 10 games. I think they might lose to K-State. And okay, okay. Let's go through the schedule. We love going through the schedule. We did it for Texas. Let's go through the schedule here. UTEP, win. Kent State, win. At Nebraska, win. Maybe. At Nebraska is not impossible. Maybe. I'll say maybe, but probably 60% chance they win that game. K-State at home, win. At TCU, win. Red River rivalry against Texas, win. Kansas, they might lose win. all three those games Continue. whatever this Kansas team could be Iowa State on the road win Baylor at home probably a loss and eh, no probably a win West Virginia loss Oklahoma State at home they win Texas Tech they win they can go undefeated with the schedule I think this team wins seven seven hold up what I don't know. I, I maybe maybe eight. I, I don't. This is not a ten win team. I don't think it's a nine win team. This is that's that's why that's, that's really so. What what this, the Texas you think is going to win? What ten games? A lot. Is Texas going to go undefeated? No, I don't. But I think they lose Texas. I think they lose the Oklahoma State. I think they lose. You think couple. they lose to Texas? Yes. I think Oklahoma. I think Texas versus Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, the Texas Longhorns beat Oklahoma. Yo, question. Should we go to that game? Should we go to the Red River Rivalry? Yo, that would be crazy. <laughs> Yo, we need a sponsor to listen to this. Like, send us <laughs> out there, please. <laughs> yes. We get a press pass the, and everything. Give us some tickets, bro. So just so we can – yeah, that'll be fire. But I don't know. I think they could lose to Baylor. I think they could lose – on the road to TCU, I think they could lose at home versus K State. I think they could lose on the road at Nebraska. I think this 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 schedule is minefield. 
left and right, and I don't think they have the experience to navigate. Dylan Gabriel, I agree he's good. He's a good dual-threat quarterback. I don't think the pieces are there around him, both from the skill positions, from the O-line, from the secondary, the D-line. It's all just it's kind of mad. Okay, real quick, though. Real quick. Matt, can, I, can, I, can I make a point? So another thing you want to look at with these win totals in the schedule is you want to see, like, what games come before and after these big games, right? Because there's obviously, like, the idea of a trap game or, like, a let-up game. So – they before Nebraska they played Kent State, pretty easy. You get game plan for Nebraska. Before Texas they have TCU, and then after Texas they have Kansas. So again, like no real opportunity for let up game. Sure. Before Baylor they have Iowa State. Before Oklahoma State they have West Virginia. I don't think they have very many like weeks in a row where it's like a death. You know, it's like whereas Texas has we look at Texas's schedule go all the way down here. Where is Texas? I agree with you, but I think there's also something to be said about momentum. I think like these are some of these are like, oh, we can relax playing on the road at PCU because we know we have Texas next week. Oh, we can relax at Iowa State and we have Baylor next week. Oh, at West Virginia, you know, but you know, because we have Oklahoma State next week. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Okay. Is there what's what's the one team we haven't done? Oklahoma State? Yeah. Very interesting. Nine. Can Oklahoma State string together two elite seasons? Oh, I want to take first when I look at this roster. I think this team wins the Big 12. Wins the Big 12. I this think is your Oklahoma pick. Oklahoma State wins the Big 12. That, that's, I like that. I, I actually like the pick a lot. I like it better than Texas. That's for sure. I like it better than Texas, too. I would say... I mean, if I'm placing bets, I mean, first of all, I like K-State. After the podcast, I'm going to go and bet on K-State. But, you know, I think Oklahoma State, I think Texas, I think K-State all have good – obviously, I'm not going to say Oklahoma and Baylor. I won't have good shots doing the big ball because they do. Might be wrong. But me personally, I think Oklahoma State, they have quarterback Spencer Sanders coming in his fourth year as a starter. DN Colin Oliver. Really good. The the D line, the D line is really good. Um, you know they had some people left to leave for sure. Uh, but I like it. I mean they lost yeah, the D coordinator. Yeah, but to I, I thought State. I thought you're all about these losing coordinators things. Like they lost their their Jeff Knowles. Yeah, but they got they got an SEC. They got uh Derek Mason from. Uh, He's good, Vandy. Oh, was, yeah, he was at like some. He no, was at, he was at uh yeah he was he was the head coach of Vandy. Yeah, he's the head yeah. coach of Vandy. And now he's, you know, a head SEC coach, obviously it's Vanderbilt, but a head SEC coach going to be the D coordinator of a Big 12 team, I don't think that's that, that's that bad. I mean, Listen, I, I Oklahoma State is one of my favorite teams in college football because I think they encompass what the sport is. This is Oklahoma State, and yet they've produced elite teams, top 10 teams, in a place where they definitely shouldn't have. Like, they've beaten the big dogs. They've really done a good job given their They really have. And listen, their roster is good. Again, skill position, they're starting two sophomores at wide receiver. So a little bit of a question mark. Um, defense should be good. Spencer Saunders, I think, is pretty good as a as quarterback. I mean, he's a ton of experience. I think this is his fourth year starting. They're, they're going to be a good team. I don't think they win more than nine games. I think it's a push. I think they go nine and three. But 
I can understand if someone likes them to win 10 games and win the Big 12. I think if you want the over, just bet on them being Big 12 champions, right? Doesn't that make more sense? Yeah, I think so. I think this team I think this team wins 9, 10, 11 games. Um, oh, I really, win. College football playoff, Oklahoma State. I'm not saying nothing, but I'm not not saying nothing. I mean, is it crazy? That is, that is I mean, nuts. That is nuts. They almost – hey, listen, they were really close to getting in it last year, remember? They were. This team beat Notre Dame in the New York Six Fiesta Bowl. This team, you know, has – the Spencer Sanders was first team all day 12, three for 2,800 yards, 20 t- touchdowns, and rushed for 660 yards and had six touchdowns. Um, you know, didn't play great in the Big 12 championship for sure. Uh, you know, they lost – they lost Kay Martin, but they got a couple uh, – you know, uh, Brennan Presley, um, quick. Uh, you know, they've got seven of their top eight receivers came back. Uh, you know, yeah, their, they're, their young. Defense, they're really young. We already talked about, I think, is very good. They got a new head coach with their, you know, defensive coordinator. Um, they were number one in the nation in sacks, second in tackles for losses. They led the Big 12 in total and scoring defense. Um, how much of that was Coach Jim Knowles? I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to know. You know, we'll see. Um, but they averaged four sacks a game. Colin Oliver came back ten and a half sacks last year. They got Trace Ford, who was hurt all year. Uh, a couple other – this D-line is, like, one of the best. Results. Yeah, no, the D-line's really good. Yeah, I mean, obviously Ohio State, Georgia, Bama, whatever. But, you know, these D, like, these edge rushes are real. Nice. Okay. I think with that being said – that's a good point to to wrap it up. Very interesting conference. Really excited to see how this plays out. Really excited to see Texas against Alabama. Oh, um, this is so fun. I, I just want I just wanted to rip the hearts out of out of Texas like fans. Please just <laughs> yeah, do that no, for me. I, I think this is gonna be the SEC. We'll we'll talk about that. But I think this is gonna be an SEC. Yep. What year is it? What was that? I said what year is it? Sorry. Yeah. Texas is back, bro. Texas is back, baby. Let's go. Bijan Robinson Heisman. Quinn Ewers Heisman. Oh, yeah. We'll be back maybe later this week with another conference. I think we should, I don't know, go out west? Go Ooh, east coast? We go out west. We go out west, maybe. We go out west. We, we, go, to, we go to my, my sleeper pick of the yeah. year. The Pac-12 has my sleeper pick of the year, my sleeper team of the year. Yeah. So if I'm you – I'm excited to, to give my whole like, case on it. But with that being said, thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back later this week. And Texas is back, baby. Go Bruins. What?